Hello and welcome to the Anxiety to Confidence podcast. I'm Siobhan Booth and I am your host. This podcast is for anyone with an interest in mental health, overcoming anxiety and building confidence. Hello and welcome to this week's episode. I hope you're doing well and that you're staying safe wherever you are. I think a lot of areas of the world are currently experiencing a second wave of the COVID virus. Um, So yeah, I hope you're managing to stay safe wherever it is you are. I've had quite an exciting week this week. I got my marathon medal through with my finishers t-shirt and a few bits and pieces as well. So that was uh, really exciting and kind of emotional, actually. I was a little bit surprised, um, partly because I can't believe it's been like a couple of weeks now until until all of that happened. So, um, yeah, that was really cool to get that. Uh, this week, I am going to be talking to you about how mindfulness, but specifically mindfulness in nature, can be really, really beneficial for mental health. Now, the reason I am talking about this this week, really, is because it kind of became one of the key things that I realised during this whole COVID-19 pandemic. Because of all the lockdowns and the restrictions on being able to go out and do things, it really made me realise how much enjoying nature is really quite a big part of helping my own mental health. So my own personal experience of trying to improve mental health, trying to maintain good mental health, and how much nature has had quite an important part in that, and how over the years I've learned to incorporate mindfulness into my experience of nature. So I thought it'd be really, really helpful to have a episode where I dedicated mindfulness and nature as a really useful tool for helping your mental health. So I'm going to talk through kind of why it's important, how it helps, and I'm also going to give you an exercise that you can have a go at doing anywhere in nature at all. So it doesn't have to be nature in terms of remote. It can be just a garden or a community space. Um, it really doesn't matter where you do it. It's been shown to have really good benefits. So that's what I'm going to talk about today. Now, for me personally, Enjoying nature comes in many different ways, really. So things like dog walking for me. Um, Most of you, if you listen to my podcast regularly, will know that I'm also lucky enough to have my own horse. Um, So horse riding um, and also running, obviously. So training for the London Marathon meant spending a lot of time outdoors. And one of the ways in which I got through some of the longer runs was to really develop an appreciation of nature and think about what I could see. So for me personally, nature has become a really useful place to go to whenever I'm finding day-to-day maybe a bit too difficult or a little bit overwhelming. And one of the great things I love about where I live at the moment is that I'm really close to lots of different types of nature. So I can experience in lakes, woods, we've got Salisbury Plains, um, farmland as well. So for me personally, it's a really good opportunity to look at different types of nature. So that's something to consider if you're able to do it. But you don't need to live in the countryside in order to get benefits from nature. We know that even in big cities, just going to parks or little community spaces can have amazing effects too. So have a think about initially where you yourself could access even a small pocket of nature. Now, what's the relationship between nature and mental health? Well, 
there's quite a lot of research into this. Um, and studies show that exposure to nature can reduce negative emotions, particularly things like stress, anxiety, and depression. Now, what I'm going to do is, in the description for this podcast, I'm going to put a link to a research paper um, so that you can actually have a look into this if you want to yourself and see where some of this information has actually come from. So we also know from studies that whilst being in nature itself is great, paying attention to the nature around you is actually what makes it particularly good for mental health. So, I mean, it's good to be in nature and it's good to experience nature, but actually paying attention to what's around you can be the difference between it having a positive impact on your mental health. So this is where we start to talk about mindfulness. Now, I don't know if you've come across mindfulness. I mean, it's, it's very, very popular at the moment and for very, very good reason. So most people have heard of mindfulness, but essentially mindfulness has been incorporated into psychological interventions since about 1990. And it was by somebody called Kabat-Zinn. And there's a few different ways you can incorporate mindfulness into your life. You can do it formally by sitting and meditating which can be a really nice way of taking time out of your day to practice meditation. Or it can be done quite informally by kind of bringing your attention to the here and now at various points in your day, maybe when you're doing a particular task or something like that. This is something that I often find with clients is the most beneficial because it can fit into any lifestyle. So I think the key thing with mindfulness is that you find a way of doing it that works for you personally and works for your lifestyle. Now, the aim of mindfulness is to practice being in an aware state. And the key thing about that aware state is that it's not trying to evaluate or judge an experience. So it just allows you to be in the present moment, whatever that is without really giving too much attention to whether it's right or wrong, whether we agree with it or disagree with it, just being in that space. Now, this can be particularly helpful when we're working with people who have issues like stress and anxiety um, and depression, because we're usually dealing with a lot of thoughts that happen in situations. And the common types of kind of negative thoughts or cognitions or cognitive distortions that we come across um, can vary hugely. So a few examples of things like, I can't cope, I'm not good enough, what if the worst happens, I'm pointless, nobody will ever like me, and I mean many, many more, there's many examples of negative thoughts. So we can start to see how these thoughts and these kind of judgments about ourselves can be brought into our daily life and can affect how we feel and how we act in different situations. The thing about these types of thoughts as well, which I touched on in the episode on memory, is that these cognitions, they take up a valuable attention span, which means that we often like miss important details or sometimes we forget things that are really, really important because we're spending too much time and energy on these negative judgments, thoughts, beliefs about a situation or about ourselves in a situation. The good thing is that practicing mindfulness really gives us an opportunity to practice experiencing the present moment as it is, not necessarily by focusing on our thoughts and our reactions to it. So we can just 
be in that moment for what it actually is not how we've clouded it by the way our brains work when we're struggling with things like anxiety and depression. So mindfulness in nature. It kind of makes sense to me, and I guess to a lot of people really, and it's kind of shown in studies as well, that if nature can help us reduce stress, anxiety and depression, and mindfulness has been shown to reduce anxiety, panic and depression, that combining the two is going to be beneficial for our mental health. So by noticing nature around you, you can start to notice yourself in relation to nature. And it kind of becomes part of a larger and more intrinsically linked reason for being, which can be quite interesting to explore. Now, I'm gonna talk you through how you can have a go at this for yourself. So you can have a go at doing some mindfulness next time you're out in nature somewhere. So this is a really nice mindfulness exercise that I personally find to be really calming, really enjoyable when I'm out in nature. And the aim really is to build awareness of the different aspects of nature around you. And what I find personally and what I found with clients who take on this particular exercise and really enjoy doing it is that it can be really helpful if you have one of those minds that can run away with you or one of those people that tends to worry about stuff. It can be a really useful exercise for that too. Now, I can't actually remember where I got this exercise from, so apologies for the lack of reference or proper accreditation for it. Um, if anyone's heard of it and they know where it comes from, feel free to let me know. Um, but basically it consists of some very, very simple questions that you can ask yourself. So next time you are enjoying walk or run, or just spending some time in nature, even in your garden or a community space. Ask yourself each of the following questions in any order. So think about what you can see. Include in this any colours, any shapes you can see, any spaces even that you can see, any patterns in the trees, whatever, it doesn't really matter. How the light's falling. Just think about what it is that you can see around you and try and notice as many different things as you possibly can. Then think about what can you smell. Now this is a particular favourite of mine when it's just rained because you get that amazing fresh smell coming up. But at any time it's just really interesting to notice what you can smell because that can change depending on different places you're in. So if you're in a woods Sometimes you can smell uh, the soil or you can smell the kind of woodiness of the trees. Sometimes when you're on farmland, you can smell some of the stuff that they use in the fields. Or if the field's just been ploughed, you can smell some of the soil, the smells of the soil that's been released. It can be a really interesting thing to think about what it is that you can smell. Think about what you can touch. Now, this is quite a nice one. You can notice things like different textures. So when you've got trees in particular, the bark, which is quite rough, maybe like the leaves, which at this time of year are really quite crisp. You can notice things like the softer plants, so maybe like the grasses or the green plants. You can notice even the brambles and things like that and how different they are. You can also think about what you can taste. So the best way to do this is to think about breathing in through your mouth and thinking what do you notice. 
I wouldn't recommend that you put random things into your mouth without knowing if they're edible. Um, particularly things like berries and mushrooms can be poisonous. So I'm not suggesting you go around tasting parts of nature, but have a think about what kind of tastes you can sense when you're just breathing in. And finally, think about what you can hear. So it might be uh, different animals around you, uh, particularly things like birds. They're generally the most um, noisy things that you can hear in nature. But it might be other things. It might be wind sounds. It might be leaves rustling. It might be just the sound of your feet on the ground. But just notice all the different things that you can hear. Now, this is just a really nice way of going through each of the senses in turn. And you can spend as long as you like doing it. If you only have a few minutes, then just spend a few minutes doing it. If you're planning to go out for maybe a 20 minute walk, then you can divide it up and maybe spend a few minutes per sense thinking about what it is that you can actually notice. It doesn't really matter how you decide to take on this particular exercise. The important thing is that you enjoy doing it and that you do it in a way that suits you and your lifestyle and how much time you have. What you can do to extend this slightly as well, once you've practiced doing this a few times, is you can turn your mindful awareness on yourself in this situation. So you might consider how you feel in nature, how nature makes you feel. You might consider how you might be linked to the environment, particularly as you've just become quite aware of it, how you impact the environment. This can be a really nice way of introducing mindfulness in terms of what's around you, but then also extending it to become part of you as well. And sometimes self-reflection can be quite challenging for people who are struggling with mental health issues. So it's a really nice way of just considering your particular role in the environment that you've just noticed. So I hope that's something that you have a go at. I'd really love to hear your stories of what you've noticed whilst you've been out in nature. Nature is becoming a really key thing for me to understand more fully as I'm taking part in some research um, as part of my master's degree. My dissertation is going to be on experiencing nature, our connectedness to nature and how that impacts our mental health, in particular our anxiety levels. So. Over the next episode, um, I'll be talking about connectedness to nature and actually a few different ways that you can become more connected to nature as well. So if you've enjoyed this episode, then make sure you subscribe to get future episodes. And also make sure you have a look back over my previous episodes as well, because there's so much information about what anxiety is, different ways that you can challenge anxiety, different aspects of anxiety, such as the negative cognitions that I touched on briefly in this episode and loads of really useful advice that you can try at home. So I'd strongly recommend if this is your first episode you've listened to that you go back and have a listen to a few of the others and I'd really appreciate it if you could leave me a review on whatever podcast app or channel you prefer to use just so that other people know that there is mental health advice available on this podcast and hopefully that they'll find it useful as well. So I hope that you have a great week and I look forward to speaking to you again next week. 
Thank you for listening to this episode of the Anxiety to Confidence podcast. You can find more information and my extensive blog at www.anxietytoconfidence.com. That's the number two, anxietytoconfidence.com.